caution. The Mark Unger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And, besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. goes wild with delirious joy. They've joined the Mark Unger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning knowledge. Indeed, I am your host, the one, the only Mark Unger. Joining me is always the very lovely and charming Diane Brierley. Missing today. Yes, he's gone. <laughs> Philip Empty. James Gunger. We have no idea where he is. He's so AWOL. We will mock him in absentia. So uh, hopefully he's okay. I don't know. I don't know where he is. <laughs> He didn't show up this morning. Just, <laughs> didn't just show up. I don't know what. Uh, uh, it's too much like his father. Probably. Am I supposed to be working today? I well, don't we know. did mention that, but he may have been listening. I mean, to his like own, me. not listening and doing yeah. his own thing. I don't know. So I don't know where maybe he is. He didn't anyway. hear us. <laughs> We're gonna do it without him. Engineering the show as always. The very talented but eerily creepy Timothy Robert Ray pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during the production of the program. This is the show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas that are frustrating you, and you can email them to us at askask at markgunger.com. Here's how the show works. You get to send us a question about anything. Nothing is off limits. And remain totally anonymous. In the safety of that anonymity, we are brutally honest. This is the show of brutal honesty. We are not sensitive to your feelings, and we're not dancing around issues, because we might hurt someone's oogie-googie somewhere. We just don't care about that stuff. Lots of people do. If that's important to you, make sure that you write them, and do not write me. Now, no one would actually be this mean and direct in person. But that's the premise of the show. You can send a question, no one knows who you are, and hear what people, at least what we, really think without concerns about your sensitivities. All right? Now, if we like what you say, we will celebrate you. We will praise you. We will clap for your brilliant concepts. If we don't like what you think, there's three versions of castigation on this show. One is a swirly. It's when we stick your head in the toilet, and we push the button, and it flushes around your head, and hopefully the water will snap you out of your delusions. If we think you're a little crazy, and in only the nicest of terms, <laughs> the nicest version of crazy, <laughs> but if we think you're crazy, you're going to get the goat button. And if you blather on too much with too long of an email, trying to justify yourself, you'll get the chicken. You get all three. You are officially out of your ever-loving mind. What have you got for us today? Um, a little story about grandparents. You frequently speak of the importance of the role of grandparents. Yes. I have a new six study now claims that six. You have six. I six. six. I do six. A new study has claimed gra- six and seven if you count. I don't count the kiwi because he loves me. Eight if you count my two little ones in there. Well, they're not even little anymore. You're the godfather. 
the godfather. To them. The godfather. I'm the godfather. Okay, good. Okay, a new study has claimed that grandparents and grandchildren's strong relationship has significant effects on well-being of both long into the grandchildren's adulthood. An emotionally close relationship was associated with fewer symptoms of depression for both generations. The greater the emotional support grandparents and adult grandchildren receive from each other, the better their psychological health. Things like rides to the store, money assistance, household chores, and advice. They did find interesting that grandparents who only received but weren't allowed to give had a sharp increase in depressive symptoms. They say there's something better about giving than receiving. They weren't allowed to... Well, if they couldn't or didn't, you know, they were maybe confined to the home or something and they couldn't help their grandchildren out and they were just getting the help all the time, that they would feel bad. If they were able to help their grandchildren, that it made them happier. Oh, yeah. Better to give give than than to receive. Well, interesting. So connecting with your grandchildren is Mm -hmm. good for you and very good for the children as well. Mm-hmm. Did you have uh, grandparents surrounding you when you were- I did. In fact, I still at almost 50 have a grandmother. She's been part of my life my whole time growing up, all of that. My kids, they ha- I mean, she's a great grandmother to them. So she's been really important, yeah. And the other ones all the way into high school and one beyond into my 30s. I had another grandma that died when I was in my 30s. Huh. Mm-hmm. Nancy you got grandparents? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You? You did not? Not really, no, no. I, I, uh, <clears throat> our story is my parents are Puerto Rican, but they got divorced when they were very young, when I was very young. And then my mother remarried a man by the name of Gunger, hence the name change. I was a Rodriguez, now I'm a Gunger. And uh, so um, my, her parents didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. They spoke Spanish. And my dad's father who came to live with us for a while also didn't speak english he spoke turkish mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons why spanish isn't very good people say how come you don't speak spanish so well i said well we didn't really learn it growing up uh, my mother and her family spoke spanish my father and his family spoke turkish we were lucky to learn english mm-hmm. hence the thing so but uh so never any communication or anything i, I only remember two or three times i even saw my mother's side of the family, but I did have the one grandpa staying with yeah. us. But uh, again, you can never talk to him or anything. Right. So now we never, we never really had that. No, we had big so. grandparent influence growing up. Yep. Uh, but I love being a grandparent. That is for sure. And my wife loves it. She's like deliriously <laughs> in love with it, and it brings her great joy. All right, good thing to have. You know, what's sad as a lot of people will never enjoy being a grandparent or have very limited expense experience mm-hmm. being a grandparent. All you people listen to me. Hello, everyone focus out there, especially you younger people. People are delaying marriage. Everybody knows that's listening to me knows I'm very against that. I'm very pro-young marriage. But one of the negative things, you guys aren't thinking. You're not adding. You don't know how to add two plus two. When you wait till you're almost 35 to get married and have your first child, and your kid does the same, do the math. You'll be 70 years old before that first grandkid comes along. By the time you can have an intelligent conversation with that child, you'll be in your 80s, and you won't have the emotional, physical, financial strength that a lot of you to mean jack squat to those kids. You will rob yourself of one of the greatest joys human beings have enjoyed. Ask anybody my age, ask anybody in their 60s and their 70s, Ask them. Now, these are people. You young people think you know everything. You don't know anything, okay? Ask people who have lived 75, 80 years. These are people who have uh, 
worked, who've had money, who've had no money, who've had marriage, who've had all, children, who've had all the different things in life that they've experienced throughout their entire experience in life. Ask them, out of all that you have, what is probably your greatest joy? And you'll be stunned to find that most of them will say, grandchildren. There is a deliriously glorious connection. And I, I can't even begin to describe it because if you haven't done it, you'll never understand. It's like being a parent. You can't understand what it means to be a parent. Some of you can understand the parent part of it because you're, at least you're, you know, some of the younger ones yeah. out there. You would have never known. In fact, some of you tried so hard not to have children. We need birth control. We don't want children. Children are too expensive. And then you have children and then you can't imagine life without them. Because you, well, it's, it's, it's another rush when you become grandparents. And a lot of you, because you're waiting so long to get married, waiting so long, delaying life to have children and stuff, you in the later part of life will not experience what millions, countless billions of people have experienced since the beginning of time. And one of the greatest joys in life, which is grandchildren, you are robbing yourself because you're not thinking and you're listening to this stupid culture that tells you the most important thing is to have money and it's not. And uh, you're making a really big mistake. And one, quite frankly, if you stop and think based on this study, mm -hmm. the level of depression mm -hmm. in older people in the next few generations, these young people that grow up, mm -hmm. is going to be massive. Gonna, and I have always said there's going to be hell to pay in Western culture because of the stupidity. Mm -hmm. Because uh, if you talk to anybody in social services and stuff, they'll say one of the greatest balancing influences in the life of even troubled families is the grandparents. Mm -hmm. Overwhelmingly, when children, are, when their parents are going nuts and divorced and in trouble with the police and going to jail, the ones who step in, who make up the difference to hold these families together is almost always the grandparents. And my grandmother has been. She's been a very stabilizing force in the lives of all of us grandchildren. And now, and even my kids as a great-grandmother, and she's delirious because my nephew's going to have a baby this winter, and she's going to be a great, great-grandmother. So, totally awesome. Yeah. Okay. Now, if that's what's holding, and social scientists will tell you, one of the things that's holding Western culture together because of all this divorce and stupidity, is the presence of grandparents. Mm -hmm. Remove that. If you remove all the presence of grandparents today, there is social meltdown. There is going mm -hmm. to be hell to pay. And I promise you that's where Western culture is headed. There's not going to be any grandparents around to be able to do anything. Because a lot of you can be so old, if you're still around, you're not, there, there's nothing going to happen. When those kids are 10 years old and mom and dad get divorced, there's not going to be any grandparents around mm -hmm. to help. Because they waited so stinking long to get married. So, it's, uh, there's social implications. Uh, and based on this study, emotional implications that you guys who are what you need to snap out of it. You people, you young people, listen to me. Get on with it. Quit dinking around. You're 25. Get on with it. Get a wife. Get a married. Start having a family. No, no, I need a big screen TV. You're crazy. You think you need money. You don't need money. They're wasting all this time. And uh, it's just, uh, I could talk for an hour and a half on it. I won't get into it. We'll take a break. We'll be back with your emails right after this. Mark Gunger. Yeah, we've got an app for that. Download your free Mark Gunger app today. This podcast of The Mark Gunger Show is being brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of audiobooks, uh, over 100,000 titles. A lot of us don't have time to read, though we know we should. <laughs> Lots of books you should have read, should be reading, you haven't. Periodicals, all kinds of stuff. Well, all of us are, have way more time doing things like driving cars where you can't really do anything. 
you listen to music, but why not listen to some information? Get something into your brain. You're going for a long drive, listen to a book. Going on a long flight, listen to a book. Unless you're flying the plane, then... <laughs> then you better listen to the tower. <laughs> I'm a pilot, so... <laughs> if I get lost, I'm listening to a book. <laughs> so most of you aren't pilots, so don't... So, so you don't have to worry about it. Listen to a book, get some information. If you go to audiblepodcast.com slash gungor, G-U-N-G-O-R... Any listener of the show can get a free download. Any book in their vast library you can download absolutely free. You'll also get a 30-day free trial. So check it out. See if you can't be smarter tomorrow than you are today. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash gunger. Audiblepodcast.com slash gunger. Don't forget, do it today. Jimmy Bratcher, check out his music. JimmyBratcher.com, the electric rev. You're uh, part of the Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships, answering your emails. Mark Gunger, along with Diane Briley, Philip James Gunger is missing in action today. We don't know where the heck he is. You still didn't hear from him, huh? No. Oh, my goodness. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. (laughs) Maybe he's sleeping. I don't know what he's doing. What the heck? All right. Okay, first email today says... It's from a guy. Until recently, I have been screwed up about love, waiting on God to bring a wife, and lying to myself about my my addiction. You've helped to open my eyes. I was addicted to porn and masturbation. I'm allowing God to change that and learning to submit. I also waited for God to bring someone along to be my wife. I did feel that I had found someone and demanded that God allow me to marry her because I loved her. Like that. Making demands of God. <laughs> I realize now that it wasn't love that that made me demand, but lust for my relationship with her, he says. First of all, how do you go around demanding God do That's anything? That's what I'm saying. Exactly who's God in this scenario. I know. You're God, demanding you gotta do this. that God lets what? me anyhow. All right. Anyhow, he's talking about her now. She is very much in love with the Lord, and it's beautiful. Yeah. With that, I would fight any sexual thought of her. But uh-huh. by the way, we never dated, he says. We were friends, and I became attracted to her, and we're 28 years apart in age. He says, I know, swirly time. <laughs> he's 49 years old, never had a girlfriend, uh-huh. only dated a few times. He says, I realize my big mistakes. Uh-huh. I would still like to marry and find a good Christian wife. Is there hope for me? I do realize that I need to lay down my life before God and find my joy in Christ because a wife will not make me happy. Uh-huh. I would just like to know, is there hope for me to find a wife? Oh, there's hope for you. I don't know about finding a wife, but you, know, you can't think if you're not going to have a wife, you're going to be miserable. The, the Apostle Paul said, actually, you're living the most ideal scenario. Stay single. That's what the Bible says. New Testament. Mm-hmm. Now, Paul had... I think he had his issues with marriage, but I don't know what that was all about. But uh, he said, look, best scenario, stay single. If at all possible, stay single. If you feel you need to get married, then get married. Otherwise, stay single. So you're single. So it's not like that's a hopeless thing. It's not like, you know, the greatest asset in the kingdom of God, I think, tend to be single people Mm -hmm. who are free to do whatever is required. Uh, and a lot of you married people who say, well, I wish I could go to mission trips and stuff. I can't because I'm married and I have responsibilities. You know, well, go to some single person and say, hey, if I pay for it, will you go? 
Send them in your stead. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you'll 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 receive a reward for for the work that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, single people are a great asset. You know, sadly, I don't think we we make them feel so bad because they're not married. Now, granted. My irritation is with single people who want to get married and they're waiting forever to get married. Mm-hmm. Okay, like this guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's nothing wrong with just staying single. You don't have to get married at all. Now, having said all that, you're 49. You shouldn't. The idea of marrying someone 30 years should be 50. Should be 10 years younger than me, and you'll be 80. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Okay, stop Ooh, with the. Yeah. I mean, it's like that ew, would be, ew, ew. That'd be like me being married to an 80 year old. Close to 80. I wouldn't like We're marrying her grandpa, for heaven's Sorry. sakes. So it's just, yeah. as much as we love grandparents, you don't want to marry. You don't love your grandparents <laughs> you don't love that your way. grandparents that way. It's, it's, it's <laughs> disgusting. So, you know, don't be so goofy. For, and here, honestly, my advice, and he's not going to like this. You're 49 years old. You're 50 years old. You're 55 years old. You're single. You've never been married. Just stay single. At this point, I know people who will get married mm-hmm. at this point. They tend to be miserable. Very miserable. Very, very, very miserable. Not just a little miserable. No. Very hi- miserable. Highly <laughs> miserable. Why would you do this to yourself? You're single. You've lived by yourself for 50 years. Well, ever since about at least 30 years. Mm-hmm. You've done everything on your own. You get to go when you want to go. You get to come when you go. Anything you want to do. Your whole life is completely free. Now you want to all of a sudden be answerable to somebody else. That's hard. That's harder than what people think. When you're going to mesh that and when you have done everything your way all those years, it's way harder than what people think it's going to be. Dude, you're 50 years old. You're way past your sexual prime. You know, a lot of these guys get married. They're not even all that interested in sex after they get married. It's well, just, and he's got the porn and addiction, uh, masturbation rather background. I, I so would hesitate yeah, to. You're pretty broken. Yeah. You're pretty damaged. Uh, God can heal. I get it. If you find someone you want to marry them, it's not immoral. It's not wrong. You certainly have the right to do it. You can do whatever you want. My advice. You want my advice? Stay. Single. You're 50. Stay single. He's never been married and only had a couple of girlfriends. Just clearly, you ought to just stay single, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So for you Serve to God. suddenly decide you want to get married and demanding that God give you a woman 30 years Well, and he you, thought this was the one God brought when the girl has no interest in him. First That's of all, God does not bring you people. All you people out there, God's going to bring me a husband. God's going to... No, he doesn't. That's totally unbiblical. All of y'all, get the go button. (laughs) We're being crazy. Anyway, all right. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com and Mark can answer them during one of our shows. If I wait for tomorrow, it might not come. So I'll do my Jimmy Bradford's music. Say, why is he singing about bananas? Actually, it ties into what we've just been talking about. People delaying, delaying, delaying life, uh, which creates all kinds of problems. He uh, uh, 
had <laughs> had a friend or something like that. He's like ninety six, mm-hmm. ninety eight years. Mm-hmm. I mean, guy's really and still walking around and taking care of himself. I mean, this is all great. And uh, he goes to the um, grocery, grocery store. store to buy some bananas, and the young girl hands him some green bananas. Mm-hmm. And he said, "What am I going to do with these?" She said, "Well, no, they're good. You just put them on the windowsill, and you know, three or four days they'll be they'll be ripe." And he looked at her and said, "Girl, I'm 96 years old. I may not be here tomorrow." <laughs> you wanted the right don't, one. Don't sell me green bananas. <laughs> you know, it's talking about getting on with yeah. your life. You know. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Okay, this is a very unusual question. Never heard this one before. He says, my wife and I have been married for a year and a half. Ever since the wedding, my wife has been remembering things that she wishes she could have changed about the wedding. Things like better decorations, a better dress, having different music, etc. Sometimes it gets her so depressed that she can't do anything but think about the wedding all day. (laughs) I do my best to cheer her up and help her move on, but it makes me wonder, is this normal for newlywed wives? This isn't a problem in our relationship or marriage, but I'm just curious if this is usual for newlyweds. Now, I've heard, if by and large, women put way too much emphasis on the day. Mm-hmm. They're more interested about getting married than being married. They're, they put more priority in work and intentionality on the day than they do into their marriage. And those are kinds of problems. Uh, although I've never heard of anybody a year and a half later still no, I've never heard living of over the uh, details no. of their wedding day and getting depressed because it could have been better still. So my advice is you, you put your arm around her mm-hmm. and you comfort her and you shove her head in the toilet and give her a swelly for heaven's sake. Good grief. That is a swirly. She gets a swirly. For heaven's sakes. I can't imagine Still obsessing. Still depressed, obsessed. Over, I wish we'd had this and I wish we'd had that and I could have been better and just... That's really fixating on something. Do you think... <laughs> The whole day, he says the whole day, that's all that she thinks about. I think that's a little weird. Good grief. I mean, like, maybe the week after, you recount it and go, well, if we had done this and had that, and then you move on (laughs) a year and a half. (laughs) All aboard the crazy train! That's that's a little nuts, okay? I'm not a psychologist, though I play one on TV. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you know, I don't know what the legal definition of crazy is. That's real close to crazy to me. I, You know, she needs to stop it. Well, I got to hand it to him. He's pretty patient because if well, it were I me, say, I would just say, snap out of it. What the heck? I would not be patient a year and a half later with that nonsense. <laughs> I wouldn't. You know, go online, find a repeat of the show, and play it for her. She's going to punch you in the face, though. <laughs> Come on, girl, get on with it. You got life. She obviously has too much free time. I wonder how old these people are. I didn't ask them. Have babies. Yeah, then you won't have, have time babies. to think about it. Have babies, you won't have time it. to sit there and think about it. Although, you're afraid to have her become a mother. She's just obsessed about That's something right. so crazy. Maybe she that is that normal? No, I've never no, heard of it, and I think it's very unhealthy. And she needs to stop it. Goodness gracious! It's not about the day, girls. It's about the life. All right, we'll be back with more right after this. 
Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. Stars fell from the sky I think I must have caught them The way they danced around my head And my heart was beating like a drum The first of more to come I remember this guy's an amazing musician he really is he wants some great music by love love uh, go to michaelo.org michael o'brien brilliant brilliant uh christian artist and need that, to get him that, up here that whole cd is quite amazing mm-hmm. all right Okay. The Mark Gunger Show. Talking about love, marriage, and relationships. Mark Gunger along with Diane Briley. Philip James Gunger is missing in action. We don't know where he is, but we'll beat him later. What do you got? Okay, question about in-laws. She says, <laughs> my husband and I are married for three years, and we are happy. The only problem is my mother-in-law is sometimes an issue in our relationship. It does not feel that I do any. I, it does not feel that I do anything right ever in her eyes. I know I'm not perfect, but at this stage, I really pray that God gives me love for her because she is becoming an issue. When I tell her I don't like it when she oversteps her boundaries, then she sends us a message that says we only love her when she's perfect. My husband says when I have a problem with her, I need to sort it out with her that he cannot do it. She is the only issue in our marriage, and it causes problems when we argue a lot. Do you have some answers for me? The mother-in-law is coming over. (laughs) Stop. Just stop it. Why are you arguing with the mother-in-law? Why do you care what she thinks? What's the matter with people? There's this strange thinking out there among girls, I will say girls, young married women, who believe that they need to set boundaries with their mother-in-laws. They need a swirly. She needs a swirly. I understand that. Just get a swirly. Every time your mother-in-law comes over and you get frustrated, go to the bathroom, stick your head in the toilet, flush it, and hopefully the water will knock you out of your delusions. Setting boundaries. There's no boundaries with mother-in-laws. <laughs> They're mother-in-laws. <laughs> That's what they are. Okay? You getting all upset about it. It's the only thing we fight over. Stop it. So she's a nutcase. So what? Well, she makes me feel bad. So what? Uh, that's Everybody, what mother-in-laws do. We can't make anybody. See, that's what they, Nancy's and, nodding her head too. That's yeah. what mother-in-laws do. That, that's what they do. That's their job to drive you crazy. Yes. No daughter is ever good enough, or no daughter-in-law is ever good enough for their son. You know, they just pick at the daughter-in-law. That's the way it is. Just, why do you care what she says? What's the matter with these people? They care. You know what? <laughs> Clearly, I don't care what anybody says. That's why I do this show. Most people, you go, we got a fair amount of criticism. Are you kidding? The way I talk, mm-hmm. the way I present myself, you don't think there's a bunch of criticism out there? Oh, yeah. Uh, shut up over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, um, you know, I, I honestly, that doesn't bother me. No. I'm very comfortable knowing people don't like me. Everybody has their opinion. doesn't make them right. I know, but I mean, I know people, it drives them crazy. I know pastors who get really upset if somebody in the congregation doesn't like them. And I always Mm -hmm. think, really? (laughs) 
you're in the wrong <laughs> wrong line of oh, work. Even if you try every day of your life as a pastor to make everybody happy, you will fail. You will fail big time. There's no way you can even do it. But I'm seriously, if you want to have everybody like you, no. don't be a pastor. Because no. people are crazy. And they'll criticize you and they don't like this and you didn't like look at them this way and you make a decision and you, you know, change the song that they wanted to sing and oh my goodness gracious, they're just people don't like you all day long. So I don't have a problem with that. I, you know, why anybody, again, virtually every woman in the world knows this thing about a mother-in-law. Most of them, they just, it's just like water on their back. Mm-hmm. Here comes mom. It's the mother-in-law. <laughs> dun, dun, da da dun, da da <laughs> you know, it's a version of Darth Vader. What do they do? They just you smile and you be smile nice. and say, "May the force be with you." <laughs> Until they get out of there, what do you care? Well, she's over there too much. Well, deal with it the best you can. Stop fighting over this. Honestly, I'd give her another swirly, but she already got a swirly. I wonder if the people who have these terrible mother-in-law situations if when they become mother-in-laws, they're actually better or if they're just like that. Because you know they hate it so much, you would think <laughs> that when it was I, their I don't turn. Know. I, I don't know how that gets handed down in the generations, but... You know, my guess is uh, we irritate our in-laws. I, I would guess we do. And I, I, think, I think I'm pretty nice. <laughs> I'll ask the in-laws. I, I, mentioned, I mentioned my daughter-in-law on the show the other day. That's probably why Phil's not here. <laughs> she beat him and buried she him in the backyard. Him and, and he's dead somewhere. Uh, you know, just kidding around because yeah. she likes watching some dumb TV show or whatever. I'm, I, you know, I don't know. I probably mortify her, I would think. I, I think that she loves you, but is probably highly from, mortified from a distance. by you. She, I love my father-in-law from a distance. From a distance. The further away he is, she, the more I love she, him. She's so sweet. I'll say this. I know that those girls listen to this show, but she's so sweet. She'll say... I just can't believe that some of the things that he says, she tells me, you know, because we were talking about the show. Uh-huh. I, I just, I sometimes am really surprised about some of the things he says. In <laughs> her she, sweet little South she's African such a, voice, oh, no, She's you a know? nice South African oh, girl. I love her to pieces, Very sweet, bits and proper, and then she marries into this psycho family. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I'm a great father-in-law, but apparently I'll bet you I'm a bit of a nightmare, oh. you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and you can talk to Ross, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, Ross, he has this, lots of opinions of you. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife, I'm sure we drive, you know, we think, look, it is what it is, yeah. you know? We're the in-laws, okay? We tend to be a little overbearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, well, because, well, there's a lot of reasons, I suppose. I mean, yeah. you have strong opinions, yeah. you think you know things. Uh, we usually are at a point in our lives, and when you're first starting your life, we're pretty set in ours, yeah. and we have the power and the money. Yeah. We got the power. <laughs> we got the power and the money. <laughs> we got the power and the money. Pretty so, big jump know. cards. Yeah. So, <laughs> and the experience and the That's knowledge, right. and I'm sure it's quite frustrating yeah. at times. But uh, just just get over it, you know. Honestly, you know, just expect expect to be disappointed. I never really had issues with my in-laws, not my mother-in-laws or anything. I really yeah. never have. And I don't think that my kids will with me just because, you know, I'm not totally psycho. <laughs> Only semi-psycho. I don't know. They'll probably think you're crazy, too. No, they like me. Diane's coming over. Yay! <laughs> ah! Ah! Run! So, anyway. All right. <laughs> Okay. So just be nice. That's just your advice. Nice. She has to nice. know. Answers for her? Be nice. Just be, be nice, nice to the to the mother. Zip it, smile, be nice. Just smile. She's 
the mother was crazy. That's what they do. They get to win. You know, it just. What are you going to do? I don't know. Here comes the mother in law. <laughs> I'll get you my pretty and your little dog, too. You know, it is what it is. It's just it's not just... worth trashing your marriage over. Oh, and she literally is not. saying the only thing they argue about is the mother in law. Yeah, it's not worth upsetting your just, marriage and upsetting your husband. Stop. Mm-mm. Stop it. Okay. Inconceivable that you could just stop it. <laughs> Inconceivable! <laughs> Inconceivable! All right. Okay. Next email says, I will be married for five years this fall and have recently found out that my husband had an affair for two years and another one for six months. Both of these ended three weeks ago. So apparently he was having two simultaneous affairs. While he was two women while married to the other chick at the same time. Three women juggling. Apparently juggling three of them. Okay. Uh, he also had a drinking and gambling problem, which I didn't know about. And Probably to numb the guilt of what he's probably. doing. Probably. Well, the ladies uh, contacted her, so they ratted him out, and then he ended up <laughs> confessing. Good for I them. I if one found out about the other, because I've heard stories like that, you know, where one of them finds out, then they contact, and they all sort of ambush him, sort of a thing. I don't know. <laughs> no, so stop and think about this. So, you've got a woman, you know you're with a cheater. Uh-huh. When you're having an affair... You're with a cheater. He's a lying piece of caca. Okay, so they're happy with the cheater, Mm -hmm. but then they find out the cheater's cheating on them. Cheating on them, and And now they're upset. (laughs) Isn't? (laughs) But I thought he was a really good man, and he loved me. Really, goofball women? What do you think? Okay. What makes you think he's not going to cheat on you? He's established that he's a cheater. Do you know a lot of these women, they'll wind up marrying some of these guys, and then they're shocked because he cheats on them, and they are mortified. It's like a 90-some percent failure rate if you marry the cheater, because what he'll do to you... cheat, yeah. With with you, you, he'll he'll do do to to you. you. Thank you. But see, these women are delusional. They think, no, it's because of me. I'm special. He's not a cheater. I'm just really, really, really fabulous, and he really, really loves me. Hello? All you people out there who are cheating with somebody, you need a swirly. It's swirly day today. I believe we've had more swirlies now than in quite some time. We're hitting a new swirly record. You girls... Nope. Guy, some guy you're with some guy come in adultery with him, you think it's all about you. You crazy. What he's doing with you, he's gonna do to you. So anyway, this guy yes. the one chick finds out. I'm guessing the, I don't know chick, and, that they so, both and, but confronted they, the wife. Well they ratted her out. Yeah, they ratted, ratted him out, out to the wife. Well they had to get together. You you would think, because both of them contacted her. <laughs> well, good, good for, for them. <laughs> Crazy okay, people. so anyway, oh, so now, she found out he's yeah. He's so really now up. he's fessed up to the drinking and the gambling. Okay. So apparently, he has issues. He has subsequently started therapy and is seeking help. He wants to reconcile and be the husband that he wasn't. It's only been three weeks since uh-huh. I've discovered all of this. What would you advise? Okay, well, we will ponder that. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and I'll tell you what I would advise right after this. Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit LaughYourWay.com for upcoming dates and locations. Hey, hey, have you
You're on the Mark Unger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships. Mark Unger, along with Diane Briley. Phil is missing in action today. Um, We have an email that uh, we're answering right now. It's a lady, her husband had been cheating on two other women at the same time on her, and then those two women ratted him out to the wife, Mm -hmm. because they probably found out about, they got mad because they were getting cheated on. It's okay when they're cheating on somebody yeah. else, but you don't do it to me. Yeah, on your wife with me, but you can't cheat, cheat on me with, with somebody, somebody else. else. You know. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, anyway, she wanted to know how to get over it. It's only been three weeks, sweetheart. It's it's going to be uh, this is going to take a long time to heal from this. If you decide to stay in it, um, and that's your choice. If there is a single biblical uh, reason for divorce, this is it. Okay. If you choose, that you want to give him a divorce and move on. Uh, there's nobody's going to give you any static about that. If you choose to forgive him and move on, then you need to forgive him and move on. But you're, you're gonna, it's going to take a while to heal. It's like if uh, you're in a car wreck and you break your back and your neck and your arms and legs. And the good news is, hey, you're alive. Okay. Uh, the bad news is you're going to be a lot of pain and a lot of rehab, and it's going to take you a while to get back to where you were. So. If you choose to forgive him and you still have a marriage, the good news is, and he wants to get it right, the good news is you're still alive. The bad news is you're going to have to go through a lot of rehab and a lot of pain uh, to get this thing right. There is a side issue here that, uh, we, and we almost always ask people this question because it, it, it is germane to the problems that they have. We often ask them, were you guys sexually active before you got married? Because uh, overwhelmingly, people who run into problems, they were. Mm-hmm. And they were. Mm-hmm. So she was. She was. She was. She wasn't committing adultery with him, but she was fornicating mm-hmm. with him. Okay, both Christian people, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, so here's the deal. It's not that God hates you, and we don't hate you. You shouldn't be fornicating. Don't have sex before you get married. And here's the. Now people say, "Well, I got to do something," and that's why they look at porn and they masturbate or they feed up their girlfriends. They have sex ahead of time, and well, I got to do something. Here's the problem: if you don't learn to say no to your sex drive, you're going to have to at some point. If you don't learn to say no, that's why you young people, you need to say no. That means no masturbating, no feeling up girlfriends, no oral sex, none of this nonsense. You need to learn to say no to your sex drive. Because if you can't learn to say no before you get married, you won't be able to say no after you get married. And this is a case in point. Mm-hmm. This is an example. You girls who marry these boys and they're, you know, the players and they're having sex with you and they've had a sex with a bunch of other people and, oh, we know we shouldn't, but, you know, we're going to get married and we're going to get it right. And you, you think it's no big deal. It's a big deal. You don't understand. You're marrying someone who has never learned to say no to a sex drive. Then you're going to marry them and I promise you, overwhelmingly, they'll do this to you. Mm-hmm. They will cheat on you because they've never learned. So it's at it's some a bad point. habit to get into. Very bad habit to oh, get into. Oh, and it's really hard to stop. Mm-hmm. So, again, these people, think they just keep fornicating, doing all this stuff before they get married. They, well, I'm going to get married, we'll make it right, and pray Jesus forgive us and stuff like that. And, of course, they'll forgive you. Your problem is you can't stop. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy who, at the next opportunity, started cheating, and then while he's cheating on her, another opportunity, mm-hmm. and he couldn't say no to that either. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what tends to happen. That's a, Now, it doesn't always happen, but I promise you, your chances of your spouse... Uh, cheating on you or you being a cheater grows exponentially if you have sex before you're married. And you just need to be aware of that. Nobody hates you for it. God doesn't hate you for it. You shouldn't be doing it. You need to repent. You need to stop. But there's consequences to all this stuff. That's why you shouldn't do these things because there are some very negative uh, things tied to it. So, again, all the, you know, 
trying to reason with people why they shouldn't yeah. be doing this stuff. Yeah. They think marriage fixes it. The wedding ring doesn't do anything. They think if I, yeah, if I look into porn, I have a porn addiction. If I get married, it'll fix it. Mm-mm. That's what a lot of guys think. This is know? not a magic No, it's not. To, it mm-mm. doesn't fix things. This is about doing life with someone. But you got all these problems, porn, masturbating, sex outside of marriage. And then you get married thinking, well, now I'll be okay because I'm married. You're delusional. You've got to stop. All you people, you have this problem. I don't care if it's porn. I don't care what it is. At some point, you have to stop. Don't tell me you can't. I can't stop. Of course you can. The idea that you can't stop is absurd and ludicrous. For heaven's sakes. Stop it. You, what would I do? Say no. You need to learn to say no to this. Or it will dominate your life and ultimately ruin your life. Even when, you, you know, even when you're married, you still have to control your sex drive. Mm-hmm. People don't you know. <laughs> let's say you're two virgins and you get, and you get virgins and you get married. Uh, you still have to control your sex drive mm-hmm. because there's still opportunities for others that you learn. You have to now. People who've grown up and they've had discipline, they are more likely to say no because mm-hmm. they've said no before. But when if you get married, no. if you've never said no, if you've never said no to your sex drive, chances are once you're married, you still won't say no. And that's why you don't want to do this. All right, another break, and we'll be back with the final segment right after this. Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer. When you looked at me with those pretty eyes, well, the spell was cast, I was hypnotized. The music of Jimmy Bratcher. Check out his music, jimmybratcher.com. Or go to iTunes and uh, download his music. Fabulous Christian blues artist, Mark Gunger, uh, talking about love, marriage, and relationships, along with Diane, who don't know where Phil is, and uh, answering your emails. <laughs> I don't know where he is. I don't know where he is either. I'm beginning to con- get concerned. It's okay, I have as long as you have your fuzzy QE. Right, okay. okay, might we go back to just one other thing that caught my attention on that last email? Yes. The woman who found out her husband was having an affair with two women, and it's only been three weeks. Yes. The best advice that I ever read about affairs and how to deal with this is do not be quick to rush in and make decisions. I have to stay. I want to stay. I'm going to stay, or I'm going to leave. It's such an emotional turmoil when all of that blows up that if you rush to judgment and think, I'm going to stay, you don't know because in the mi- middle of all of the emotions, you can't make that decision. And I think it was a thing about how to survive an affair. It was from Focus on the Family that I read years ago, that mm-hmm. do not worry about trying to make any decisions one way or another at the beginning of the eruption. I think that's good advice. Because too many people try to decide and they run off to see a lawyer or their feelings are hurt rather than just let the dust settle, let it all play out. Brilliant! Brilliant. Three weeks. You're simply Two brilliant. Women. I wouldn't be making... Well, yeah, just, that one I might I guess. actually... Well, again, it's, it's the analogy yeah. of a car wreck. Yes. She's in intensive care. Yes. She's busted in a whole bunch of pieces. Yeah. Just wait and, and uh, see. You, yeah. don't, you it's never gonna know. It's going to take you a while to heal. It's going to just, just wait till yeah. you can get a clue on this. Three weeks into this. That's nothing. Yeah. It takes a long time to recover from a those kinds of things. A long time. It does. And uh, I wish it didn't, but it does. So. It does. 
It takes right. a while. Okay, let's see if we can squeeze this one in. He's 21. His girlfriend is 19, and they've decided together that they want to get married this coming up winter, so a few months from now. They've talked about it and everything, I guess. He even decided that he was going to make a move, get this started, drove to the parents' house, got the blessing, bought the ring, got the house, got a second car. It was all going perfectly, and he was planning to go at the end of the week to go propose to her. That Sunday night, she called and says, I feel like God is telling me to go on a missions trip overseas, so don't ask my dad. We're not going to get engaged because apparently they don't want newlyweds or newly engaged people on Uh these trips because of it's being a distraction. He says, with that, my heart exploded. I had to tell her all the things I had done and that the plan was in place, and she just laughed and said, well, I'm glad I told you before you came up here that she was sad, but that she felt like God was really telling her to do this missions trip. He says, I'm not doubting God wants her to go on the trip, but we also believed a few days ago we were going to get married soon. Any words of advice? Uh, here's my problem, and some of you are not going to like this. <laughs> well, there's a shock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the shock. People won't like my advice. Um, what is it with all these people? God told me this, and God mm-hmm. told me that. You, if, if everybody's so spiritual, how come we don't see more revival? How come we don't see more miracles? How come we don't see the kingdom of God growing and advancing in leaps and bounds? How come everybody's, if everybody's so spiritual, God told me this, and God told me that, and their lives are messes, their lives are wrecks, everything, but yet God tells them everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, you know, be a little more humble, Okay. How do you know what God told you? Good. And here's the problem. As soon as, it's, it's the Christian version of shut up and don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. It is. They think it's spiritual, but if, if someone says, well, I'm going to do such and stuff, you can't even talk to them about it because they well, God told me. Well, well God told you, that? what am I going to say to you? Okay? You, then you, you shut yourself off of wisdom. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors there's in safety, but you tell all your counselors to shut up. What counselor can speak into your life if you said, God told me? Now, if you know that you know that you know that God showed up and actually told you something in a vision dream, I mean, you know it was God, okay. But most of you, just, just because you have a feeling and you think, and this is what God told me this, and God told me that, and God, really? How about you be a little bit more humble? I don't really have time to answer this question. <laughs> we'll see you. Bye, bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle.